You are listening to the Health and Wellness Connection Podcast, the number one wellness podcast designed to provide the latest information to help you achieve your health and wellness goals. Our show features exciting guests, the latest in medical research, and in-depth discussions in current trends on weight loss, nutrition, and fitness. No matter what your interest, the Health and Wellness Podcast has you covered. And now, presenting your illustrious host, Dr. Barry, M.D. Hey, it's Dr. Barry here. We here at the Health and Wellness Connection podcast are always interested in hearing from our fans and our listeners. If you have any information you want to send out to us or you have any questions you want to ask me or any of the uh, staff here, please do not hesitate to reach out. Our email is drberryhealth at gmail.com. That's drberryhealth, D-R-B-A-R-R-Y-H-E-A-L-T-H at gmail.com. Also, you can find us on Facebook, www.facebook.com backslash next level weight loss. And lastly, you can find us also on our blog, www.controlyourweight. That's spelled W number eight.com. And of course, you can always find me, Dr. Barry, on Instagram at Dr. Barry MD and on Twitter at Dr. Barry Tech Doc. All one word. Again, thanks for listening to the Health and Wellness Collection podcast. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out to any of those aforementioned uh, sites. Again, Dr. Barry, please enjoy the show. Summer was a good time growing up. Y'all remember slip and slide, long yellow mat, you're slipping, you're sliding, having a good time? Yeah, I remember it too, in other people's yards. <laughs> hey mom, can I have a slip and slide? What would she do? Give me five garbage bags, a roll of duct tape, and a bucket of soapy water. <laughs> now there's your damn slip and slide. Go slip and slide the hell away from me. Summer's always a good time for uh, popsicles. You load up on the Flavo Ice or a whole bag of those things. We didn't get that hardly ever. Any parents guilty of this? Did you set your kid up with an ice tray? Tell him put Coke and lemonade in it? <laughs> Little toothpicks all the way around? You thought you were cute, didn't you? It's not so cute when your kid's outside on a 95 degree day and thinks he's got a popsicle. Stand next to the kid who went to the ice cream truck and got the super bomb. Meanwhile, you hit that one little air pocket and you suck out of the juice and you realize I'm sucking on a damn ice cube on a stick. That's a po-pop is what that is. That's pathetic. So- hello, 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 and welcome to the Health and Wellness Connection. It's your host, Dr. Barry, here again. I just want to thank you for joining us today for an exciting and hopefully informative episode for you. Now, I want to thank you for listening to the commercials we just ran, but I just want to, before we start the show, I want to give you a heads up. I will be speaking at a uh, lecture event actually entitled Fully Integrated, where we'll be discussing some of the ins and outs of the the medical marijuana industry. I've had some um, work I've been doing with those um, people in the industry, and I'm going to be discussing it upcoming um, next week, actually, August the 14th at Alley Cat Houston. Um, check out my social media for more information. Um, you can get tickets currently right now on splashthat.com. Again, full details will be on the website, controlyourweight.com. 
as well as social media, my Instagram at DrMaryMD, as well as Facebook, www.facebook.com backslash next level weight loss. All right, now now we got that announcement out of the way. Today's show is going to be very, very, hopefully entertaining for you. We're going to be talking about the top 10 summer hazards. Meaning, you know, summertime is a unique time in the, in the year when people are kind of outdoors doing more things and kind of engaging in different activities. And due to those activities, there tends to be a spike in certain types of ailments and illnesses that typically present to the local hospitals as well as the emergency rooms. Like I'm sure you guys know, uh, while I am a uh, weight loss doc and do a lot of consulting work regarding health and wellness, um, by night, I am an ER physician. So I tend to work in the emergency room at nights, treating patients with all kinds of issues. So one thing I like to do is put out a little PSA regarding kind of what you should be looking out for as a person who's, you know, doing your thing and, you know, you may end up getting caught up in certain activities, which could result in certain injuries. And we're going to talk at length about some of those things that you need to be looking out for in the summer months. Even though it is winding down, there are some still concerns you should be, you know, aware of while you're moving about during these hot summer summer seasons. So let's talk about kind of the first thing that we see a lot in the ER and in the hospital setting. And it's dehydration. Now, I'm sure you know that dehydration is something that's extremely serious and can be very deadly if it's not treated properly. Human beings are, are, are almost over 70% water. So water is really critical for all your normal bodily functions. Really, every organ needs large amounts of water in order to function at an optimal level. Now, when you're outdoors in the heat, um, dehydration becomes a real concern because when you're out in the summer months, your body has to do things to compensate for the outdoor heat in order to keep your body bodily functions normal. Now, of course, because we, we are what we call warm-blooded mammals, our bodies are able to regulate our internal temperature despite the external temperatures being extremely high or extremely low. However, when the temperatures are very high, your body has to work overtime to keep your internal temperature cool so that your body can function properly. And sometimes when the heat's levels are too high and you don't have enough fluid, which is part of this process, you can go into a very dangerous situation known as a heat stroke, which is pretty much the most severe form of dehydration. So with the summer months, dehydration becomes more and more common, and we see it all the time in the ER, people coming in claiming they've been outdoors working a lot or didn't get enough time to drink enough water. So they tend to get extremely overheated, and if you develop a severe level of dehydration known as a heat stroke, you can literally pass out, suffer hallucinations, or even seizures. So dehydration can be extremely extremely serious and quite deadly if it's not treated properly. So the thing about heat stroke, the main thing you have to be cognizant of is that when you're outdoors working hard or just outdoors period and just not, you know, you know, indoors and it's extremely hot outside, your body is going to require a lot more water than normal. Now, for me, I'm someone who recommends drinking large amounts of water just for a normal everyday activity, but you definitely want to be drinking high levels of water when you are outdoors for extensive periods of time. Again, for females, I recommend typically 2.5 to 2.7 liters a day. For men, especially if you're very active, from anywhere from 2.7 to 3.23 liters a day. 
So it's extremely important that if you're outdoors that you maintain these levels of hydration so you can really reduce the risk of having a very deadly consequence of dehydration like heat stroke. Also, if you're outdoors a lot and you're working in the sun or you're just outside for extended periods of time, make sure you take regular breaks in the shade and uh, try to avoid being outdoors during the high, high points of the day like noontime or whatnot. You want to try to get your outdoor activities done early in the morning or late in the afternoon. So heat stroke is a real concern and something that we see a lot in the emergency rooms during the summer months. So try your best to make sure you're doing what you can to stay indoors or try to avoid those extremely hot periods of the day during those hot summer months. Now the next thing we see, which is kind of an offshoot of extensive heat exposure, are sunburns. Sunburns are something that we should be very careful of, especially if you're someone who has a family history of skin cancer, because skin cancer is, a, is the concerning development that can result from multiple sunburns. Uh, unfortunately, despite all the warnings about skin cancer, there's still a significant amount of skin cancer prevalent in society, especially in the sunny parts of, of the globe. Um, most people who, um, who have skin cancer or develop skin cancer typically develop it from extensive exposure to the sun, which usually results in sunburn. Typically, when you do have a sunburn, your body actually has to undergo changes to repair those damaged cells that the UV rays from the sun are damaged, that damage them, sorry. So what happens is when those cells get damaged, there's an increased risk of changes to the DNA of those cells, which can result in cancerous lesions. Now, it's very important to prevent the, kind of the risk of cancer as well as the risk of sunburning is to really have to learn how to practice being safe out in the sun, meaning wearing sunscreen, because that's extremely important protects both against UVA and UVB rays. If you're someone who's very prone to sunburns, meaning you have fair skin or you have a lower melanin count, um, you may need to also recommend, you may also need to consider wearing long sleeve shirts, wide brim hats, and staying out of the blistering hot sun. Um, convertible vehicles also may not be the best choice if you're someone who's very fair or prone to sunburns. Now, sunburns are something that happens a lot and you know, if you do have a severe burn, meaning you have extensive parts of your body that's covered in burns, you may want to visit your ER for a full evaluation. But if it's a small, small area of your body, let's say your shoulders or your lips or your nose, um, the main thing you could do to treat your burns at home, first off, you want to make sure you're hydrated because that's very important. Hydration is critical when you're dealing with any kind of burn because that's part of how your body is able to heal itself. Secondly, you want to make sure you're cooling the area that's burned so you can soak it in a cool with a cool towel or you can soak it with a cool wet cloth to help reduce the burning sensation. And then also consider treating the pain with um, some sort of over-the-counter pain medication like Tylenol. And lastly, aloe vera works excellent to help reduce some of the burning and pain as well as helping reduce some of those, those inflammatory mediators that can help promote continued burning and inflammation on sunburned skin. So aloe vera is your friend, water is your friend as well. You want to just make sure you're doing what you can to reduce the amount of burning that goes on during a sunburn. Ultimately, if you're feeling under overwhelmed, your local emergency room will be of great assistance. So sunburning is another big one. So just be careful out there when you're in the sun. Now, another thing that's big in the summertime that causes a lot of ER visits is food poisoning. 
Now, for many reasons, people are doing a lot more cooking with others. We got more barbecues going on. People are having more outdoor gatherings, a lot more picnics and so forth. And these are all really popular ways that people can tend to get food poisoning. Primarily because when people are cooking outdoors or doing food picnics or grilling, they may not be taking the same precautions to ensure that the food they're preparing is safe for consumption. For instance, food that has a lot of mayonnaise, dairy products, or eggs can develop a lot of disgusting bacteria, potentially Staph aureus, E. coli, and other bacteria that tend to harbor in these types of foods, especially milky foods or creamy foods. Potato salad is a big culprit in many picnics because a lot of times people pre prepare these foods but don't store them properly. So it's very important that if you're eating foods that, temp that, that tend to harbor bacteria very easily, like dairy products or mayonnaise, you want to make sure you're properly storing these foods. It's so important. The reason why I mentioned um, foods like uh, potato salad because it's a creamy food with a lot of egg and a lot of other creamy ingredients. These are really, really popular foods for bacteria to really get in there and multiply. So when these foods are sitting out in the open heat of uh, some sort of picnic table that's not, probably not refrigerated, you tend to have high levels of bacteria quickly developing. So it's a great source of, uh, of food poisoning for those who decide to partake in that particular dish during the, um, the outdoor festivities. So it's so important. I would recommend just avoiding any kind of milky, potentially dairy product that's not been properly refrigerated because that's a really good way to get sick. Um, also, if you're eating barbecue, make sure that the barbecue person knows what they're doing, that they're not giving you undercooked chicken, which is another big culprit when it comes to food poisonings. Uh, make sure that, that the meat is hot all the way through and there's no signs of undercooked poultry in your meal. Also, making sure you're cleaning your hands before and after eating. It's very important if you're outdoors playing and playing football, frisbee, then you go straight to the food without washing your hands. Good way to get sick because bacteria is everywhere. If you're touching the ground, touching different objects and putting food in your mouth, it's a great way to transfer bacteria from the ground to your mouth. And also, like I said, things that are milky and or dairy-based, keep them refrigerated. It's so important. Have someone bring an ice chest if they really insist on bringing like potato salad or coleslaw or anything based with a milk or dairy base. Keep those things chilled. That's a good way to keep the bacteria in check so that you don't have the overgrowth of bacteria that can result in food poisoning, which is a big concern throughout the summer and really year round. But the summer, you tend to see a spike in these issues just because of the nature of people's activities. Hello, hello, and welcome back. It's Dr. Barry here for the second part of the Health and Wealth Collection podcast show today. We're talking about things to watch out during those summer months. Uh, I know we talked about doing 10 topics, but we're kind of running short on time, so we're going to probably pare it down or just do as many as we can before the show ends. So let's kind of jump right back into it. So things to watch out for the summer. You know, like I said, I'm an ER doc by night, and we see a lot of things in the summer that tend to be a lot worse, and we want to make sure people are aware of those things to help reduce some of those uh, potential visits to the emergency room. Another thing that becomes a big thing in the summer are fireworks injuries. Now, I'm sure you know the summertime, especially in America, for my global listeners, I'm sure you have holidays too where you celebrate fireworks, but in America, um, summer is a big time for fireworks just because of the July 4th holidays, typically 
Um, and just and in general, people just love being outdoors and fireworks is something that gets shot all the time. That's because kids are out in school and they're just kind of messing around and fireworks are usually a big diversion for, for kids and adults too, for that matter. So if you start hearing, you know, all the pops and booms and everything, you have to be careful because these are also explosives and just because of the level of explosives used makes them a little safer, but still quite dangerous because of the combustion and the actual force that can be generated by these devices. Um, so in general, it's usually recommended that kids should not be playing with fireworks by themselves, but unfortunately, um, many parents allow their kids to do these, uh, play with these toys on their own, increasing the risk of significant injury. Sparklers are okay because those typically burn in a safe, controlled method, but because they are fire-based um, toys, you can still have sparks cause other fires if there's other flammable objects near these items. So keep all flammable objects away from kids who are playing with sparklers. Um, also, they should keep them away from their face or not swallow them when the fires are engaging because they can cause burning and can cause significant, pain, significant injury if they do burn skin or internal organs. Also, you want to make sure that when people are playing with fireworks, they're not aiming them at other people or not you know, using them in a potentially dangerous manner. I saw one uh, video on, on the social medias where... <laughs> Someone had a Roman candle, and the Roman candle is a large firework that has one big fuse at the top and has multiple combustible elements within the, the large cylindrical tube. So it shoots them into the air and shoots them out um, into the sky for a uh, dramatic display. But however, people have been using them as like mini guns, where they would light the Roman candle, then point them at other individuals and allow the firework to shoot at the at the people in an attempt to uh, injure them. So. That obviously is very dangerous and uh, something I'm seeing more and more on social media. Um, definitely not recommended. It can result in a lot of injuries. You can get those things burning in your eyes. They can you know, cause skin burns and so forth, which can cause permanent injury. So you definitely don't want to um, play with them carelessly because fireworks are very powerful and can cause significant harm if used inappropriately. So uh, another thing that's big in the summertime that can cause significant problems are summertime stings. Bees and wasps are the big culprits here, but spiders also are pretty big as well. People tend to be, um, you know, in the attics, moving things around, trying to clean things up, and spiders can be lurking in these areas and cause injury. Of course, the big ones that cause really significant problems as far as spider bites include the brown recluse, which can cause a significant um, skin, local skin ulceration and big ulcers forming in the bite areas which can definitely need potential plastic surgery uh, 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 plastic surgery to, uh, to treat the wound. Also, um, brown, oh, sorry, also the black widow spider was another big spider bite that can cause significant problems because those are, those are quite poisonous. So if you see anything that looks like a brown recluse spider or a potential black widow spider, you want to be very careful and stay away and try to avoid any contact. Now, wasps and bees are also big as well because the summer is a popular time for these insects to actually move about and try to find new homes to, for themselves and their and their offspring. So when while people are out and about doing their thing for the summer, the bees and wasps are also doing their thing as well. So you want to stay out their way. If you do see wasp nests, 
want to immediately take them down just because as you eliminate those wasp nests, you eliminate those wasps, which can reduce the risk of stings. And the reason why stings are so important, especially from bees and wasps, is because while most people will simply have a localized flesh wound, some people are extremely allergic to these stings. If you're someone who's very allergic to bee stings or wasp stings, it's very important that you keep devices nearby, which can help treat an allergic reaction if you do so get stinged. The big things that are important for treating allergies include Benadryl, which is a very, very important antihistamine, which is an essential medication to help reduce inflammation that you get after a sting. Steroids are also very important as well. And lastly, an EpiPen, which is an auto-injector pen, which helps pump adrenaline to your system if you do get stung to help reverse the effects of an allergic reaction. So the best thing obviously to do is avoid these things by again, removing nests, um, kind of moving things that potentially can cause um, attraction of bees and other wasps and other stinging insects to come near you and keeping storage areas free of clutter, which can help reduce hiding spots for spiders, wasps, and the like. So again, if you do find yourself getting stung and you are allergic to bees, especially if you have a history of severe allergy, definitely want to take a maybe a Benadryl tablet too, then head to your local emergency room. Just because a lot of times patients who do have severe allergies may potentially have a more significant allergy response than Benadryl can treat by itself and may require specialized care in the emergency room setting. So stings are just a big culprit during the summer months and not exclusive to the summer, obviously, but we do see a spike in things like stings during these months. Another thing that's actually quite big and, you know, unfortunate, not really unfortunate, but it's definitely quite big and not really talked about enough are STDs. Now, this is going to have a whole show done in the future, but STDs are a big, big thing during the summer months. That's because when people are out and about, quote unquote, living their best life, people sometimes tend to engage in riskier behavior. Also, due to the fact that the summer months are a popular time for music festivals, where there's large numbers of people out and about enjoying musical um, treats from different artists, a lot of times this can lead to increased sexual activity just because people are out and around each other, leading to more chances of interactions that may lead to sexual activity. So we know that every summer it's been documented that STD rates tend to go up just because people are interacting with each other. So you want to make sure you're protecting yourself if you're potentially out and about and seeing things and seeing people that can increase your likelihood of having intercourse. You, things like using protection, extremely important. Men should be definitely using condoms. Women can also use female condoms or at least urge their male partners to use condoms. And you want to make sure you're engaging in safe sex practices trying to, you know, ensure that your partners have some sort of um, uh, recent test results to ensure that they're not having any issues. And you're making sure that you're doing at least mild assessments of, of your partners before engaging in sexual activity to help reduce spreading of different um, sexually transmitted diseases. So STDs are something that are very popularly passed around in the summer. 
Now, of course, not exclusively in the summer, but the summer is a big time for STDs to to uh, to come out. Now, one thing that actually was pretty uh, pretty shocking was there was a recent festival. It was actually the Lollapalooza Festival. This was early in the summer. It was believed that there was almost 2,000 new cases of herpes diagnosed just that weekend alone. So it's clear that, you know, during the summer months, people are usually engaging in more, physical acti- more sexual activity. And there's a movement now called the quote-unquote hot girl summer where, uh, you know, a lot of uh, women are taking more sexual liberties and uh, being more bold about their, their sexual habits. Now, of course, you know, that's I think everyone's choice to decide how they want to live their life. But if you are going to be more you know, sexually um, free, you want to make sure you're still protecting yourself so that you don't end up with something incurable or um, calamitous, if you will. So just be careful out there. STDs are big. You do have some symptoms after a suspicious uh, partner um, um, interaction and you end up having pain, discharge, fevers, things like that. I would highly recommend making an appointment with your primary care doctor or visiting your local emergency room or urgent care to get that addressed immediately. Now, another thing that's pretty big in the summer are bites. You'd be shocked at the number of bites from snakes and other grass-based animals are quite big in the summer. People tend to walk around more barefoot than they would normally during during the summer months. So snake bites become a big thing. Snake bites can be quite dangerous depending on the snake. Now, some snakes are more poisonous than others. Some snakes um, are more aggressive than others. But if you do get bitten by a snake, the main thing to be aware of is, is the pain and swelling spreading at a fast rate. If you've gotten a bite from a snake, now, I'm down actually in Texas, so copperheads are quite big down here. And they're kind of big all over the south and southwest part of the country. But there are other snakes all throughout the globe that have different levels of poisonous activity and can be quite dangerous. If you're in Australia, I have some few Australian listeners. There are some extremely deadly snakes out there. So you want to be extremely careful like the black mamba. Uh, some other deadly uh, snakes who are moving around that are extremely poisonous. So you want to make sure that if you are bitten by a snake, that if it is a poisonous snake, you get to the local hospital ASAP. Now, if you're not sure if it's poisonous, the best thing to do is get to your local hospital ASAP because a lot of times some of these snake bites can be dry, meaning that there is no poison injected into the body during the bite. However, sometimes you can have delayed reaction, which can result in significant um, swelling and tissue damage requiring hospital treatment. And most of the times the treatment is given in the form of an antidote, which is usually something that's specially derived that has to be done in the hospital setting. So just be careful with um, bites, especially out, you know, in the areas of high grass and so forth. Now, the best way to manage to avoid to manage a snake bite or to, I would say, um, deal with a snake bite is to avoid being bitten. And of course, the best way to avoid being bitten is to ensure that you're wearing closed-toed shoes when you're walking around, and especially in high grass areas. You're making sure that you're being extremely aware of your ground, where your environment is, what you're stepping on, making sure you're doing your best to reduce the risk of any kind of um, inadvertent stepping on um, animals that are in the bushes or hiding in high grass. 
Now, another big thing that happens in the summer that can cause a lot of issues are boating accidents as well. Summertime is when people get on their boats, head out to the local lakes, seas, rivers, and so forth, and go fishing and have fun. But one of the biggest things you could do, or the most dangerous things you could do, is mixing alcohol and boating. The thing about boating is that boating is boating's boating is still a motorized vehicle, which can be very dangerous if you're operating it under the influence. So if you're literally running around drunk on a boat, driving at high speeds, you can very easily harm yourself or even kill yourself if there was a crash or some sort of accident. So it's very important if you're out there boating, especially if you're drinking, number one, have someone who's not drinking control the boat. Number two, wear a life jacket. Even if you're a great swimmer, during an accident, especially if you're injured, a life jacket can be extremely helpful in keeping you afloat until help can reach you. Um, it's so critical that you do everything you can to give yourself the best odds of surviving, especially after a boating accident. So you want to be sure that you're wearing your life jacket, you're not drinking and operating a boat, and you're making sure you're looking at your surroundings to ensure that um, you're doing the absolute safest um, possible methods of boating when you're out there on the water and having a good time all right so we're toward the end of the show you know we talk a lot about stuff you shouldn't do today but enjoy yourself anyway summertime is a very special time school is starting soon so try to get those last few weekends of partying and hanging out before time to get back to the books it's your host dr barry here again thank you for listening to the show hopefully you've learned something hopefully you enjoyed the show if you have any questions or concerns, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. Again, you can find me at Instagram, at DrBerryMD, when I was on Facebook, and other social media platforms. Don't forget to check out the website, www.controlyourweight, spelled number W8.com. Again, this is your host, Dr. Barry. I'm signing out. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Health and Wellness Podcast. For more info, check us out on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash next level weight loss. Our show can also be found on SoundCloud at www.soundcloud.com forward slash HW Connection. Lastly, for any inquiries, email us at drbarryhealth at gmail.com. Until 